The Dr. Payne Show is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Talk Radio AM 640. If you'd like to know more about what you hear on today's show, please visit paincarecanada.com or call me directly at 1-855-55-DR-LOU. That's D-R-L-O-U. The pipes on that guy. Twelve oh three, Doctor Payne show back here on your uh, Saturday afternoon. Twelve oh four, pardon me. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on cell. We have a uh, a ton of stuff to get through the show today. We'll have a guest on in just a few minutes here, but uh, want to talk about this before we get into it. And that is, uh, we're talking about consultations. We, I knew yeah. you and Anthony were talking about this just before the show. So give me some details on that and stuff people don't maybe realize about the consultation. Yeah, I think w- since we've started the show back in early September, we've had a ton of people that we've been able to help that have come uh, to see me or someone part of my team. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing that we have found is that there's always some type of uh, a stigma around is there payment required to see me and what i want to let the listeners know is that my consultations are free they're free paying consultations we can do this over the phone we can do it in person whatever suits the person best and in that short 10 to 15 minutes i'll be able to quickly identify is this a problem that A, is something that I can help with or that my team can help with. And if not, I'll also be able to identify if it's not me or my team that can help with it. How do I get that person somewhere where they can find the right help for what's going on with them? Mm -hmm. Now, you said you have a team, but people will. I mean, I I guess it's, you know, you'll, you'll go as far as you can to find good help. And that is people will drive down from Barrie or wherever just to see you for that consultation, yeah? Yeah, one of the things with, we have a network of providers, uh, like I've mentioned, across uh, southern Ontario, uh, all the way up in Barrie uh, and all the way out as far as Oshawa and out as far as mm-hmm. the Hamilton area. And one of the biggest things is uh, that we found is most people want to come see me for that initial point of contact. Mm-hmm. And people are not opposed to that. And people are driving uh to see me and then I'm able to maybe if they need more consistent care and you know if they're coming from Barry we're not going to have them drive an hour two times a week just right. for care we have a provider up there but I think most people listening to the show want to get my personal opinion and again that's something that we can quickly do they can call us at the one 855 doctor Lou number uh, quick consultations we can do it over the phone we can set up a time 10 to 15 minutes like I said uh, or also they can come in and book an appointment at the clinic where they have that free consultation let's get into our uh, discussion as we do each week on pain and some of the things surrounding that now the uh, I mean it, it's absolutely gorgeous out there today and this next week looks pretty good but Wednesday was already a little hint of what's to come and I mean there was some snow in Ottawa on the outskirts of uh, of the GTA so pretty soon people are going to be pretty lax getting snow tires there's going to be accidents there's going to be people getting whacked up in cars injuries and all that stuff's going to start coming through your office right yeah, yeah this is definitely a busy time for us especially when you look at motor vehicle accidents as the weather starts to get worse in the fall and into the winter uh, people are hurt in their cars uh, and they end up coming to our offices some of the most common injuries that we'll see from car accidents are things like low back pain neck pain shoulder injuries are very common as well uh, it really does depend on the mechanism of the impact of the car accident more often than not and and we have savan here today who can probably comment because he sees a lot of this stuff but i know with what we see the majority seem to be rear end or head-on collisions mm-hmm. and in those instances that's when you're dealing with the whiplash in the neck low back pain the jarring effect throughout the spine really causes problems and 
oftentimes it's minimized in the beginning, the impact of the injury. A lot of times the pain that is actually set to, that's going to set in doesn't set in for a few days. So people will go through a car accident and think, you know what, I'm fine. Nothing's wrong here. And then they'll just dismiss everything. They're talking to their insurance company. No, I'm fine. I'm, I, I don't need any treatment. I feel right. okay. And then days, weeks, even sometimes months later, the impact of that trauma starts to set in. And this is where these people now need the help. And and that's why we have Savan here today to also comment on the legal rights that people have uh, when you're involved in something like a car accident, who pays, who pays for what, et cetera. 416-870-6400-STAR-640 on sale. Yeah, Savan Tumark and the Insurance and Injury Law Show here on Talk Radio AM 640. Brother, you've been doing this for a while. I mean, the show and, of course, uh, your business. So uh, what's your opinion on that? What Dr. Lou say? Well, John uh, and Dr. Lou, thank you for having me here. Dr. Lou is completely right. Uh, this is something we're going to be see, uh, seeing more and more as the uh, winter comes, as we have bad weather. And it is absolutely imperative when somebody is injured in a car accident to get the right treatment, to get the right diagnosis, and to make sure that they continue going for that treatment. I can tell you that from a legal standpoint, especially if you're involved in a car accident, your own insurance company is going to cover that. It's called no-fault benefits. You are entitled to get those Mm. treatments paid for. So there are uh, recourses for that. It's not out of pocket. And you may, of course, have uh, collateral health benefits. You may have health benefits through work. You may have that through a spouse. Again, you can access those benefits. Those benefits are there for you to utilize them. And if you don't take that initiative, and if you don't get the proper diagnosis, you don't get the proper treatments, that is going to impact your case, uh, especially if you are making a claim for pain and suffering, uh, if if you're making a claim for other types of expenses that we often talk about uh, on our show, John. Uh, So very, very important to make sure that you get uh, the proper treatment and that you continue getting the treatment over the long run to make sure that you heal. How often do you hear, and I guess, you know, Dr. Lee, you'd answer this as well, or people call your firm, uh, Savannah, they say, you know what, it was three days ago, Eh, got a little bit of neck pain, but I don't think it's it's going to get any worse than this. And I think a lot of that is the adrenaline of the of the of the first impact of the accident comes into play. And like I said, they don't feel it, right? So you you guys must give them some warnings. They just you know, relax there, Sparky. Give it a few days, it might get a lot worse, right? Yeah. One of the things that I really try to advocate for in in that regard is, and we have a lot of existing patients who are mm. patients that are seeing us at the clinic, anyways, and then are involved in a car accident. Uh, and they try to minimize, oh, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. It was just a little fender bender. We're going to leave it. No claim. Uh, and, and again, they're not realizing the impact that this could have going forward because the reality about trauma is and, and it really depends if the person's young, if they're overall healthy. What happens when they're not young anymore and they're not as healthy as they used to be? The trauma that your body takes stays with you forever and it may have long lasting effects later on. And so I'm always a big advocate to say, well, listen, there's a reason why you're paying for insurance and why that insurance gives you benefits in order to get the care that you need when you sustain these types of injuries. Uh, And then the other conversation that I always have, and it's a kind of a saying that I've always said, is that a personal injury lawyer becomes part of your healthcare team when you're involved in something like this, whether it's a car accident or a slip and fall because the reality is in my clinic our job is to provide the care that the person needs in order to get better 
the other reality is that we don't know everything on how people heal at any given time. We take what is the best educated guess that we have based on the prognosis. But the reality is there's a lot of factors that play into people's healing. And sometimes if you don't heal within what the insurance company determines to be the allotted time that you would likely take to heal from this, then you're stuck at, at a point where you don't have any more benefits, but you still need more care. And unfortunately, that's not something that I'm going to deal with. That's not my role. That's where someone like Savannah and his team come into play. That's the their job. We'll get to that conversation after a short break. Your phone calls, as always, lines are wide open, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Dr. Payne Show continues. Talk radio, AM 640. 1214, got open lines here. You want to give us a call? We'd love to hear from you. Savannah's here for the hour as well from the Insurance and Injury Law Show. And, of course, uh, Dr. Lou here is answering all your questions as it pertains to uh, rehab and using stuff and using his clinic. Anyway, Omar in Milton. Good afternoon, Omar. Hey, thanks for taking my call. What's your question, pal? Um, so my wife got diagnosed with IIH last year, and I'm just wondering if Dr. Lou can do something about it. Like she's seeing a couple of like neurologists, you know, like, but it's not helping out that great. And I was researching um, in like New Zealand and Australia, they have acupuncturists, you know, like that can help you. Mm-hmm. But I don't see anything, you know, like in North America or some stuff like that. Yeah, so for our listeners uh, who don't know what IIH is, it's idiopathic intracranial hypertension, which when we break that down, idiopathic, I actually remember one of my first uh, teachers uh, when I was in school when they were teaching us the term idiopathic. Uh, Basically, that means that we don't know where this starts from. That's what the term idiopathic means. And the way I've always remembered it is he used to say the the doctor's an idiot and the patient's pathetic. So idiopathic <laughs> and uh, intracranial hypertension. So yeah, I, I always talk about this, Omar, when someone is exhausted, um, the more traditional Western approach to their therapy and things are not getting better, we still have other alternative types of treatments uh, that we use in a complementary and integrative manner uh, that may still be available, such as you alluded to, acupuncture. And uh, when you're looking at something like this, the intracranial hypertension, and it's not, and a neurologist has probably provided some medication, It's pr- maybe it's not ha- helping based on uh, what I'm gathering from you, something like acupuncture, uh, maybe chiropractic care, maybe massage therapy, there's a way to affect the musculoskeletal system, which may have a benefit on affecting the blood flow, which would therefore affect uh, the hypertension uh, that's being created intracranially. But again, with this type of thing with IIH, we don't really know what causes it. Uh, And, you know, I'm not suggesting that we'll be able to cure it, but definitely it may be something that we can help your wife with her symptoms. And we do also offer those uh, more integrative and complementary types of therapies, such as acupuncture, chiropractic um, and other things like massage therapy Mm -hmm. when we're dealing with these people we try to look at everyone in a very holistic manner where we treat them with all our available resources whether that's going to include medication referral to someone like a neurologist but also taking into consideration the importance of other types of modalities and interventions such as acupuncture that makes sense omar uh yeah, yeah okay Write down this number, one eight five 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 doctor Lou. That's the number you want to write down and call uh, when the show is over. So let's get into this conversation. We were talking about this a little bit off air before we went in. That's the whole thing with insurance companies and clinics and certain clinics and people being referred to certain clinics. One of you guys can go first. Which who's it going to be? Savannah or it could be you, Doctor? Yeah, I'll, I'll allude to it. I, mm-hmm. One of the things that we often see, and, and I definitely Savannah can touch on this a lot more, is that 
when you're hurt in a car accident, you're going to obviously call your insurance company and you're going to be speaking to an adjuster. That adjuster is going to give you what they call their preferred provider list of clinics to go to. And and I'll let so that it's not biased. I'll let Savant speak to uh, that. This may actually be something that hurts that person's claim, because now they're going somewhere where the insurance company and that provider have some type of mutual understanding and relationship that may not necessarily benefit the patient. Savant, do you want to comment on that? Absolutely. There is nothing, nothing uh, that makes me more angry than insurance companies not only not helping the individual that they're uh, tasked with helping, uh, but sending them uh, to a clinic where that clinic essentially is connected to the insurance company. That's not to say that the insurance company owns the clinic, Mm -hmm. but think about it this way. Insurance company tells you, John, you're injured, go to clinic X. Mm -hmm. In six months from now, the insurance company is going to communicate with your treatment providers and ask them, do you think that John has uh, had sufficient therapy? And of course, what are you going to say? Or not you, but what are your treatment providers going to say? Are they, are they, are they going to say uh, the truth or are they going to uh, give the insurance company the answer that the insurance company is looking hear. for? Exactly, yeah. because the insurance company is being fed. Sorry, the clinic is being fed by the insurance company. Wow. Okay. So there is a conflict. And even if there isn't a conflict... In my view, there is an appearance of conflict. So do not go to clinics that the insurance company is telling you to go to because from a legal standpoint, that could contaminate your legal case. Not to mention the fact that some of these clinics, and I can tell you from personal experience, are not good. It's just that simple. They're not good. Uh, Their rates are extremely low. Uh, Their their practitioners uh, sometimes don't even know what they're doing. Don't do it. Uh, You know, and I've spoken to Dr. Lou at length. Uh, I'm very comfortable with how uh, he runs the clinics, about the various practitioners that he has. Uh, But just generally speaking, as a general rule, if the insurance company tells you go to this clinic, that's your signal that you do not go to that clinic. How, so how does one pick a clinic? I mean, obviously, come yeah. see you, obviously. And but. one of the things adding to what Savan is mentioning with these types of clinics, what you have to look at is the majority of their income is through that relationship with that insurance company. Yeah. So, of course, they're going to be biased towards the benefit of the insurance company because the majority of their patient base, and I've seen a lot of these clinics, and I know a lot of people that own these clinics, the, Savan's absolutely right. They're not always the best clinic. Am I going to say all of them are horrible? No, but a lot of them are just one man shows, one woman show, one person who the same person who's treating you is the same person who's billing things for you is the same person who's answering the phone. That's not run properly. What what I think is important to look at when you look at a clinic is how diversified the patient base is, because that will give you a sense of is there any one type of uh, um something, only one thing contributing to the patient base in this clinic. And when you look at my clinics, yes, we deal with car accidents, but that's just one component. Mm-hmm. We're also dealing with OHIP patients. We're also dealing with extended healthcare patients. We're dealing with WSIB patients. What we're dealing with is with the individual that needs help. That's our primary objective. We don't work for insurance companies. We work for people who want to get better. And, and I think that's an important thing for people to realize is when you are looking for a clinic, look at where are they getting the majority of their patient base from. And again, if you maybe were referred from an insurance company, maybe a lot of that patient base is just from the insurance. And as Savannah alluded to, this may affect your claim going forward. You got a uh, question, comment, something, a pain, a concern as well. Of course, that's why the show is here. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Lots more of the Dr. Payne Show. After a short break, can talk radio, AM 640. The Dr. Payne Show is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. 
Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Talk Radio AM 640. If you'd like to know more about what you hear on today's show, please visit paincarecanada.com or call me directly at 1-855-55-DR-LOU. That's D-R-L-O-U. 1224, Dr. Payne show here till 1 o'clock, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Savannah is here from the Insurance and Injury Law Show. Uh, for this hour as well, answering some questions and some of the the crossover you guys do, uh, you know, each and every day of every week, I guess, when dealing with uh, with patients uh, at the clinic and at the law firm as well. I, we should mention as well, we're not just focusing, just because the time of year we kind of mentioned car accidents off the top, but this has to do with slip and falls and disabilities as well. So talk about some of those injuries that come through your clinic. Yeah, and again, this is all relative, I guess, to the time of the year also with the bad weather. Not only could you get hurt in a car, but you may get hurt just Walking, walking on the sidewalk or walking in a strip plaza, there might be ice, slips and falls. Any any type of long-term, short-term disability claim, uh, car accident, these are all things where there's a third-party payer involved who's going to pay for your uh, health care benefits that you're going to require. Um, and, and those are the types of things that we're dealing with here. And I know Savannah and his team, they're dealing with all things related to personal injury and not just motor vehicle or car accidents. Let's talk about whiplash you mentioned off the top. Yeah, whiplash, again, very common. It's uh, it's an injury to the neck. What happens in a lot of accidents is your head, as the name suggests, will whip back and forth. Uh, and in doing so, there's trauma created to the joints in the neck. And when you look at, there's been a lot of research uh, and a lot of forums done around whiplash, and there's different degrees of whiplash mm-hmm. that can occur. Uh, and it's graded from grade one to grade four. The most common falling within the grade one, grade two, which you're talking about soreness, uh, a little bit of radicular features being that meaning referral pain into the upper limb, those types of things. And then you can get into the more serious of three and four, where you're dealing with true neurological deficit and or fractures. And these are the cases is especially, especially, and I'm sure Savannah would agree, where you need to have a good personal injury lawyer on your side when there's a very, very serious injury. And I'm not minimizing uh, when it's a more, you know, one of the discrepancies that exists in in the in the system that we're in when we talk about car accidents is they've gone into something called the minor injury system. The MIG, yeah. Yeah, the MIG. And in doing so, what they've basically said is if it's not something like a fracture, a broken bone, something very serious, you're you're classified as a minor injury. It's just soft tissue. It should heal within 12 weeks. You have X amount of dollars and that's all you're going to get. And the thing that's not realized by the insurance company and what people need to realize is there's a lot of factors that affect the way someone heals. So Yes, do a lot of soft tissue injuries heal within 12 weeks? Absolutely. But what happens when you're looking at a young, healthy athlete who suffered that injury versus an old grandmother who's, who suffered right. that and maybe has diabetes? Is it fair to say that, that that healing time, that prognosis is going to be the same? Absolutely not. And that's, again, where you need someone like Savannah and his team on your side in order to make sure that your claim is not being minimized as just a minor injury, just the soft tissue, because that may very well affect a lot of your life. And also another thing, and maybe Savannah, you can touch on this, is when people suffer these types of injuries, the pain and suffering component is is, is very big. And also, if there's a civil wrong done in this, if you're rear-ended, you're at a stoplight, you're minding your own business, and someone who doesn't know how to drive rear-ends you, there's a tort side to that. That's right, absolutely. There's a tort side. When what's a tort side? It means that you have a claim against whoever was at fault here. Mm-hmm. And whoever was at fault, who rear-ended you or went through a red light, they're going to have insurance, and their insurance is going to respond to the claim. 
And you're completely right. We're not just talking about medical and rehabilitation expenses. You may be out of pocket for certain things, medications, etc. Maybe you can't go back to work. Maybe you've now suffered an injury that's going to be with you for the rest of your life, a chronic pain type of an injury. Uh, and, you know, when you spoke about the MIG, the minor injury, we're talking about things like uh, shoulder tears, for example, mm-hmm. a, a partial tear apparently is a minor injury. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's right? laughable. But yeah. It's absolutely laughable. And, you know, I, I just there's a few cases that come to mind that I had resolved uh, fairly well uh, in the past few months. These are cases where you had fairly minor collisions. But because of the precarious and the vulnerable state that the person was in, right, you can have somebody, for example, who had a bad back. And so that person will get impacted a lot more than someone who is completely healthy. Mm-hmm. And that person's pain uh, through the months and through the years became so chronic that he wasn't able to go back to work. Mm-hmm. And then there is a psychological component, an overlay. So it's extremely important to get the right treatments at the beginning, but also go to the right lawyer at the beginning to make sure that they work in tandem to maximize not only the treatments so that you can get better, obviously, as well as whatever uh, benefits and, and whatever compensation you're entitled to. And in many of these cases, even though they may seem small, incidentally, they may snowball into uh, just absolutely catastrophic type of effects on an individual. Oh, as both you guys, I guess individually or, or together, maybe it's the same. This whole thing with the MIG, how big of a, a thornier side is it as far as the limitation of it? Yeah, I think you have to look at why it was implemented. There were a lot of bad things going on, I believe, uh, in terms of people maybe, uh, and I'm sure Savan knows about people staging accidents mm-hmm. because of how much accidents were worth. So does the system need policing? Absolutely. Is it fair to say that everybody is a minor injury if if it's not a broken bone? Like Savan said, you have a, you have a partial tear of your shoulder and that's classified as a minor injury. That's the same as just a, a, a small contusion. No, absolutely not. I think that's wrong that the insurance companies are classifying this as almost an all or none. I think there's a big gray area and I think we need to look at and do better research on understanding that gray area, how different people are affected by different accidents. And one of the things that Savan said that I thought was very interesting, we have a lot of patients who do have already existing low back pain. They're involved in a car accident and a lot of times they come out and all that's really hurting is their low back. And they think, well, it was, I already have it. It was already there. It's it's already there. So this isn't anything uh, that I have to worry about. No, 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 that's absolutely wrong. You have to probably worry about it even more because there's an existing condition, which is likely to become exacerbated and potentially become worse over your lifetime because you already had something there. And now because of something that happened, it's, it's going to compound. There's a compounding effect here. 416-870-6400, 416-870-6400, star 640 on South. Would love your calls and opinions on all this. If you've been through this, been through the ringer, so to speak, give us a call and give us your opinion. Any questions, the guys are here to answer that. For the remainder of the hour of the Dr. Payne Show and Talk Radio, AM 640. The Dr. Payne Show is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Talk Radio AM 640. If you'd like to know more about what you hear on today's show, please visit paincarecanada.com or call me directly at 1-855-55-DR-LOU. That's D-R-L-O-U. 12-33-34 here on the Dr. Payne Show. Your, your phone calls, you got concerns, you've been through this. Uh, we're talking about insurance companies, been through the physio clinic. You got some opinions, some pointers. Uh, some questions, plain and simple, lay them on us until uh, till 1 o'clock this afternoon. So my notes here as I read them for Savan and, and you here, Dr. Lou. Uh, the legal process involving MVAs and slip and falls. Uh, 
I know what a slip and fall is. I don't know what an MVA is. Yeah, in terms of the legal process, we have Savan here. He's yep. probably much, I know my stuff around it, but clearly not as much as Savan. So I'll let him uh, talk about uh, the legal process surrounding those types of injuries. That's right. So for the uh, for for people out there who haven't been in a car accident, congratulations. Okay. <laughs> right. Unfortunately, uh, the majority of people at some point in their lives are in a car accident, and many of them get injured. And so, what happens when you are injured in a car accident? MVA means motor, motor vehicle, vehicle accident. accident. So, uh, first of all, all of us have to carry automobile insurance. Okay, it's mandated by law, and so you're paying for those benefits. And what are those benefits? It's a safety net. It's a safety net in the event that you are injured, in the event that you can't work, in the event that you can't do things around the house. Uh, and so if you are injured, uh, your insurance company, of course, has to be notified immediately, not just for the property damage, right, if you, mm-hmm. your car is written off, but if you're injured, somebody's going to have to pay for the treatments. Your insurance company pays for those treatments, and that uh, happens whether or not you're at fault or not. That's why they're called no-fault benefits, as well as Makes accident sense. benefits, exactly. And, 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 you know, in terms of the amounts, well, that varies. It depends on whether or not you're classified as within the minor injury guidelines or if you're above that. If you're above that, then for medical rehabilitation benefits and attendant care benefits, so things, you know, if you need help around the home and if you need uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, certain, certain uh, treatments, uh, the type of treatments that Dr. Luce clinics provide, you have up to $65,000 for those. If you're within the minor injury guidelines, $3,500. Again, keep in mind, if you are injured, you should get those treatments. I mean, it's a no-brainer. And some people feel as though they are scamming, quote-unquote, the system. You're not. You've paid for insurance for a purpose. And the purpose is, in the event of a tragedy, in the event of something happening, you have somebody to go to. And, you know, we have that happening also if you're a pedestrian and you're hit by a car. What do you do? Some people don't have automobile insurer. Well, the person who hits you, they would have insurance, and that insurance company would pay for your accident benefits for the medical rehabilitation and any other benefits that you're entitled to. So very important. But what happens? What happens if you need a lot more benefits than what your insurance company can provide? Well, if somebody else was at fault for the accident, you're also entitled to bring a claim against them. And so their insurance company kicks in and their insurance company is going to be on the hook for anything that your insurance company does not provide. So oftentimes, uh, just to to recap here, uh, when you're in a car accident, you need treatments for those injuries. You should get them immediately. There's going to be someone who's going to be paying for them. It's your own insurance company. Uh, And oftentimes, we as lawyers work with clinics very closely to make sure that nothing falls through the cracks. All the treatments are provided and paid for. And the individual who suffered the injuries doesn't have to worry about it. They don't have to worry about anything except for getting better. Dr. Lee, do you find that, as Savan said, getting treated quickly, immediately, do you find people that are generally on the ball and, you know, as soon as the accident's been cleared up, they're heading towards a clinic once they get some approval, maybe once they've talked to their insurance company? And then how do you deal with that? Oh, I feel guilty making a claim. I feel like a scumbag, you know, know, using my insurance for this, right? As Savan said, people feel that they shouldn't be tapping into it, but they should. They, well, they absolutely should. Also, when you consider if we want to have a discussion around the, the politics of healthcare, mm. and you have something like the OHIP system where we're all paying into that, 
Is it really fair when you think about scamming, if you're that type of person where you're paying for insurance, you've been in a car accident, you're entitled to those accident benefits for your treatment. Is it really fair to be tapping into the OHIP system, which is paid by all of us when you have something else? That's why these things wow. exist. We have different types of insurances, health insurances, for different types of problems that happen. And you know what? Unfortunately, if you're sitting at home and you get sick, that's why we have OHIP. But you know what? If you're hurt in a car accident, you have car insurance, which is mandated as Savannah said you have to have it well then that's where your accident benefits should come from and in doing this type of stuff this also when we look at it we have to remember if we like our whole system and we want it to stick around it's all of our responsibilities to manage it properly and managing it properly when you, also means using the proper benefits that are available to you if you're hurt in different types of things such as a car accident or it's a disability claim, which means you go through your disability insurance, et cetera, et cetera. This is very important for people to understand that these things are available, and that's what's going to make the system run very well. And it's very, very important to touch on the first point that you made about getting treatment right away. It is extremely, even a lot of times, I'll be honest, people have come in very acute stage. They're not getting a lot of treatment in mm -hmm. my office. They're getting a lot of advice on what to do in the first three to five days. But that's my job as a professional or my team's job. To, the average person doesn't know what to do. So go get checked out right away. Go get assessed quickly. It, you may not necessarily be starting the rehab process for five to seven days after, but in those th first three to seven days what you do at home could matter just as much as what you don't do and so doing the proper things you don't have an understanding of exactly what happened what the injury is and you know what dr google is a very dangerous thing to just yeah, no type kidding. in whiplash and figure out okay yeah i'll just do this or that no 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 it needs to be healthcare needs to be tailored towards the individual problem and everybody gets hurt a different way and everybody heals a different way and that's why professionals and my team were trained to look at the individual and make a recommendation specific to that individual. So take a, take a minute here and just tell us what you think. You mentioned, uh, you know, some things you'll tell them off the top to take care of in the first five to seven days. Like what? Of course, the, you know, the, the injury would be different, yeah. but generally. One of the things that I like to talk about with any injury is something that I talk about, active rest. So once upon a time, we used to tell people to rest, and that just meant lay in bed. And mm -hmm. I'm not a proponent for that because that actually, in research, is shown to cause more injuries. So active rest is where you minimize the things that you're doing day to day that may potentially be aggravating towards uh, your specific complaint. Now, this is, again, where the assessment matters because mm -hmm. What you do during your day and what Savan does during his day could be totally different. So I need to understand what does that person do day to day? And I need to be kind of a detective and determine, okay, what are the things that they're doing that could potentially aggravate this type of injury? And then what I'll recommend is things to avoid that they're doing that could be t potentially dangerous and keep doing the things that I think would be beneficial. One of the things that I always tell people is you got to keep moving. Even if it's yeah. just walking around your house, very low-level walking, it just keeps the blood flow. One of the important things in healing is blood flow to the area in order to um, have that blood flow help heal the area. If you're not moving around and you're in a static posture, that limits the amount of blood flow that you have, and it's going to delay the healing time. So rest, complete rest is not a good idea, but active rest where it's based on an assessment with looking at what's good with what you're doing and what's potentially bad and getting the specific recommendations of, okay, keep doing this and stop doing that is very important in the first uh, few days. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. You have calls or concerns or questions for Savannah or Dr. Lou in the next uh, 20 minutes or so. Lay on us. We got lines are open right here on the Dr. Payne Show. Talk Radio, AM 640.
It is 1244. That is the number to call. We got some open lines. You got some time to one o'clock to give uh, Dr. Lou a call here. Uh, 416, yeah, 870 6400, star 640 on cell. Joe, good afternoon. How are you, pal? Hi. Good, good thanks. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Uh, I'll tell you initially what my symptoms were. Uh, I noticed I couldn't really close uh, my hand, especially where the middle finger, index finger, and my thumb are. I was feeling excruciating pain right around the elbow and just, uh, I guess, below there. Uh, I went to get in, my doctor referred me to an ultrasound, which I'm reading the report right now. I guess it's tennis elbow, but the medical term, uh, lateral epididylitis, epicondylitis, I apologize, my pronunciation is off. Initially, I was prescribed Vimovor, an anti-inflammatory, which helped. It was put on uh, two tablets a day for seven days. And also the uh, prescription cream, the uh, I believe it was like a Volta in a prescription uh, to get it done at a special pharmacy. But my question is, what, what, what's the long-term prognosis here? Because although the pain is not as excruciating as it is, certain uh, very light lifting activities do tend to aggravate the area. Right. Okay. So you're absolutely right with the medical term being lateral epicondylitis. Now, anytime um, some type of medical term ends in itis, it suggests an inflammatory component, which is why uh, you were prescribed anti-inflammatories for this. The reality is that there's been a lot of research done towards tennis elbow and golfer's elbow, which is just epicondylitis. One is on the inside of the elbow and the other one's on the outside of the elbow. They're both the same type of uh, pathology. What they've actually found when they look at this under a microscope and look at it histologically, there's no actual inflammation component. So using a term like epicondylitis is actually wrong. And what they've moved towards now is using the term epicondylosis, which osis just suggests a pain syndrome. And when you look at this under a microscope, what's actually happening is there's not an inflammatory component. What there is is as your muscle turns into a tendon and turns into bone, it's not a smooth transition. Cells are changing as you look at that under a microscope. And what ends up happening is there's a fraying of the tendon actually going on on a very microscopic level. So that anti-inflammatory, although it may have helped in the initial stage of the pain, if you don't do anything in the way of actual therapy to that area to affect that uh that micro, uh, that micro uh, lacerations that are occurring, the prognosis is not good and can become a very chronic issue. So I would recommend that this is something that you need to have some type of therapy done on in order to really affect those micro lacerations. Uh, a lot of it when we treat this type of stuff is we're actually inducing a certain level of controlled trauma in order to allow that area to heal the proper way because the body has a faulty mechanism of trying to heal in a haphazard way. It, it lays down fiber in all different ways uh, because it's actually stronger that way. But what happens in that instance when fibers are not laid in the direction of movement, it hinders movement, which creates long-term pain. So uh, the simple answer for you, Joe, is that the prognosis, if you do nothing else, is probably not very good. Uh, but if you do get it treated uh, specifically by someone who knows what they're doing, it's, it's a very easy thing to treat properly. Is there, would there be any sort of stretches or, I guess, light exercises that, uh, this, that would... 
there definitely would be a component, but this is where an actual assessment specific to your issue, like I alluded to when we were talking earlier with Savan about assessing an individual and looking at an individual. I'm not a big fan of making general recommendations in terms of exercises or stretches for something like tennis elbow because your tennis elbow and John's tennis elbow and Savan's tennis elbow can all be very different. And therefore, my stretches for that specific individual would be different. So I think it's definitely something that you uh, need to get looked at and get specific recommendations. And I, you know, I wish one time you'd go into some detail when you give an answer. You're really good. You know, if you'd actually expand a little bit on what you're trying to say. So uh, we're talking about long-term disability as well, how important it is to have a good clinic and uh, support on the legal cases side. So I'll talk to you first about the, uh, you know, the clinic component. You must get a lot of LTD cases in in your uh, clinic. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's absolutely essential to have a good clinic on your side that's providing the right care, first and foremost. Uh, well, we talked about this last week on Savannah show, well-documented um, uh, files on that patient, because mm-hmm. that's very important when you're, when you're going to um, a legal process that you have files that really highlight all the important things. It's not just enough to say area of the body hurt, some testing, here's the diagnosis, here's what we do. No, 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 it has to be much more. You have to get into the specifics surrounding the accident. Uh, you have to look at the other things that this person may have, comorbidities, medications that they're on uh, prior to the accident, medications that they're now taking as a result of the accident, looking at their social history, how's this affecting their relationships. This is something right. that is often forgot when people go through these types of injuries is how does that injury affect your life from a psychological and sociological perspective? How is it affecting you mentally? And how is it affecting your relationships with other people? Because when you're hurt, it can really be a game changer. And we've talked about this before where I've met thousands of people in chronic pain, and it's absolutely destroyed everything in their life. And and I'm sure Savan would agree that these things are very important that the clinic assesses uh, and, and makes the proper documentation around it. The other thing that's very important in this, which is often not done with these types of injuries, is a lot of the therapy is directed that's directed to the person is passive. What I mean by passive is that it's the clinician, whoever they're seeing, doing an intervention to them, and then they go home. And what's often forgotten is the active component of care. That individual needs to be doing a lot of the right things when they leave that the office. The other 23 hours, yeah. right? And, yeah, and I tell, and that's exactly what I say. Come to my office every day, one hour a day. You still have 23 hours every day. You got to be doing the right things. You need a right, the right professional to tell you what those things are. We'll get Savannah to talk about the other side of that particular component. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. It's a Dr. Payne show. It's Talk Radio, AM 640. The Dr. Payne Show is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Talk Radio, AM 640. If you'd like to know more about what you hear on today's show, please visit paincarecanada.com or call me directly at one 855 doctor Lou. That's D-R-L-O-U. Last few minutes here of the show. Yeah, still got time for a phone call or two if you want to slide through. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. So, yeah, we left. We were talking about long-term disability and how you deal with it on your side. Yeah. And, Savannah, I know it's a big hurdle for you guys as well, right? It is. It's a very big hurdle. And oftentimes when people uh, come to me, it's because they've been cut off long-term disability or denied the claim. And one of the first things that I ask them is, what is the nature of your disability? The second question is, what kind of treatments have you been getting 
And are, do you continue getting them? Because when an insurance company assesses a claim, and when I have to fight the insurance company, which is not that difficult if I have the documentation I need, uh, I have to show them that this person has X and Y disability. I don't know if it's arthritis or an injury, whatever it is, that they've been going to treatments mm-hmm. uh, and that we have the proper reports from the clinicians, from the treatment providers. And that's also very, very crucial that when you go and get treatments, so you have somebody who's willing to support you through the disability process. Me as a lawyer, there's only so much that I can do. I know the strategy. I've worked for insurance companies in the past. I know where to hit them. I know how to maximize the value of the claim for my clients. But there is a counterpart here, and the counterpart is the clinic. It's the practitioners. It's the chiropractor, the massage therapist, whoever it is that is doing the actual work day to day. So it's a team approach, and that's really, really crucial. And without that, my ability to represent my clients is diminished. Mm -hmm. So moving forward, I mean, you know, we got a couple minutes left here of the show. So as we mentioned off the top, we're getting into that season where there's going to be a lot of slip and falls for both you guys, a lot of car accidents for both you guys. What are your suggestions just as far as a clinician moving forward to people that, uh, you know, try to minimize damage that's going to happen or could happen this, this winter as far as taking care of themselves is concerned? We started the show by saying the free pain consultation. Right. Give us a call, one eight five 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 doctor Lou. We can set up a 10 to 15 minute conversation via phone if, if it's not convenient for you to come into the clinic. You can also come into the clinic, whatever is more convenient for, for the people listening, uh, and get my opinion on it. It's not going to cost you anything. It's just a conversation that we're going to have. If it's something that I think I can help you with, I'm going to let you know. If it's something that I don't think can, I can help you with, I'll make sure that I try finding someone who can. Uh, also, you know, if you if you're calling me and you've been involved like something like this and you don't have a lawyer, I'm going to get you in touch with Savannah. I want I want people to know that there's a team approach that I have at my clinics uh, in order to get people better. And, and that team includes whatever it's going to take to get that person better. That's that's the all encompassing approach to multidisciplinary care. And that's what we have to move towards as a society is forget this one person approach because no one professional healthcare mm-hmm. professional can deal with everything you have to have a good team around you and my success with patients is not a direct result of just me on my own it's a direct result of the people i've surrounded myself with and i know savan you've often said you know the most maximize maximize your protection when it comes to your insurance you've always said that because it benefits for when you go see uh, dr lou as well right exactly and again just to reiterate what dr lou is saying it's a team approach and one of the things that i really like about his show and the way that he approaches uh, treatments is that he's there to provide information, not just the actual treatments Mm -hmm. that his clinics provide, but provide information. And you know, oftentimes you go to clinics, you go to lawyers, everyone wants you nickel and dime you. Everyone wants to get something from you. We're here to provide this information. It's going to cost you nothing to have a quick chat with us. We can tell you very quickly what we can do for you. Mm -hmm. And, And you know, oftentimes that's what people need. It's to make an informed decision. And by having this team approach, you're maximizing maximizing not only your treatments, but the compensation you could potentially get as a result of your injuries. We often said, no posture is the best posture. Keep moving, right? Yeah, Keep for moving. Sure. Keep yourself healthy. Yeah, and, and I, I'm always big on commenting on research and what gets people better. And like Savannah just said, and I said, and I want to highlight it again, education and advice empowerment are the things that always show up in research as the best outcomes for people. And Savan's right. There's a lot of people just worried about nickeling and diming you and not actually giving you good advice. That's why we do the shows that we do. It's to provide good advice and have a conversation with people and give them the right advice. And that's not going to cost 
anybody anything to just have a conversation. And that conversation could be the difference between you being healthy for the rest of your life or suffering from chronic pain. I've said this to you before. Chronic pain is stage four of pain. That's what happens. It's you do the wrong thing in the beginning. Everything's going to spiral out of control. Then you're in that chronic pain syndrome. And, you know, if you haven't been through it or you don't know anybody that's gone through it, it's a horrible thing to be in chronic pain, to live with it. It affects every aspect of your life. And again, if you're listening to this show and you know that people that are suffering from this type of thing that have been involved in these things, it's not just about you calling us. It's get your family in touch with us. Get your friends in touch with us. We can help you. Until next weekend, one eight five five Doctor Lou and info at paincarecanada.com. It's been the Dr. Pain Show. Thanks again to Savan from the Inf- uh, Insurance Injury Law Show here on 640 as well. Till next time, the Dr. Pain Show, Talk Radio, AM 640. You've been listening to the Dr. Pain Show, a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Talk Radio, AM 640. If you would like to know more about what you hear on today's show, please visit paincarecanada.com or call me at one 855 55 Dr. Lou, that's D R L O U.